Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Modern Mastery Podcast, where we help you build yourself, build your business, and join the new 1% of individuals that are living a meaningful, free, and fulfilled life through self-development and online entrepreneurship. My name is Dan Coe, and today I have my good friend and business partner, Joey, aka The Cypreneur, with me on this segment of the Modern Mastery Podcast that we call lifestyle mastery where we dive deep into a specific topic about how you can master your mind body spirit or business along with discussing what we've learned this week and our personal struggles so you do not have to repeat our mistakes but before we get into it let's talk about modern mastery hq mmhq is a tight-knit community of creators coaches freelancers and any other ambitious individuals that want to grow themselves and their businesses. You get to steal the proven systems, strategies, and processes from myself, a marketing consultant, and Joey, a performance consultant, to build a predictable and sustainable income source as an online entrepreneur through both tangible and intangible skill acquisition. This success is a result of becoming a high-value individual. This is what we help you achieve. The information inside is responsible for making members tens of thousands of dollars and drastically improving their quality of life. From monthly trainings, weekly action articles, 30-day habit challenges, monthly live calls, real-time help, and much more, it is the all-in-one solution for growing yourself and your business. As an entrepreneur, your business growth relies heavily on your personal growth. In Modern Mastery HQ, we nearly force both of those. If you absorb the information and do what we say, it's near impossible to fail. Our processes are time-tested, and we hold absolutely nothing back in terms of the information we provide. So if you want to join 450-plus members in accelerating their journey to a sovereign and free life, go to join.modernmastery.co and join for less than the price of a night out. With that said, I have a few favors to ask that cost $0. So if you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe or follow, depending on which platform you're listening on. It's just one button click away. Uh, it, it takes one second to do this. It costs nothing, and it truly helps support the growth of this podcast and get more organic listeners. The next thing, you can leave us a rating and review, letting us know what you thought, or just leaving a comment if this is on YouTube. Or you can tag us at Modern Mastery on Twitter or at Modern Mastery HQ on Instagram with a link to this episode and some kind words. And if you do all three, send us a DM and we have something special to give you. Without further ado, let's dive right into this episode of the Modern Mastery Podcast. Yo, yo, it's Cohen Joe. Just <laughs> What's up, Joey? <laughs> How are you? That's uh, that's a start. Yeah, I'm good. How about you? I'm good, man. Drinking this liquid death. I think San Pellegrino and Topo Chico actually have a competitor here. They're... Have you had this? I haven't yet. I've seen it around. Um, I need to go out and get some sparkling water today, so maybe I'll grab some. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, that'll be blurry if I show it in the camera, but uh, it's a cool bottle. Like it, I didn't even, I thought it was like energy water or something. It's just sparkling water. There's no caffeine, nothing. Yeah. It just has a cool name and it's much, it's like smoother than the other ones. I like it. It's like Topo Chico is like super bubbly. San Pellegrino's like 
mid range, and then this is like on the low end, which I kind of like. Yeah, it's, Topo it's, it's very is probably subtle. my favorite so far. Topo Chico's good. I really like the squeeze of lime, but yeah, sparkling water is the way to go. Yep. Do you do you mostly drink sparkling water? Uh, yeah, I drink a couple of big bottles of San Pellegrino a day, probably, because I get that at Costco. But ah, fuck, that's where I need to go. Okay, maybe Liquid Death isn't in, or at least I need to go see what they sell for. Because I go to like um, Whole Foods and it and buy yeah. them like one by one. The Whole Foods here has cases of Liquid Death. It's like a twelve pack. Oh, maybe I just didn't look. Yeah, but that's something to do. But let's dive straight into it, brother Joey. What okay. did what have you learned this week that you feel like would be valuable to listeners? So I've been diving into a new productivity system that. I'm really liking and I'm going to be recording a training for the modern mastery community pretty soon about it and advising my clients to use it. But my friend rogue wealth recommended that I try out this productivity system called getting things done with an app called OmniFocus. And, you know, he had talked about it pretty consistently. And so I finally decided to give it a shot and I'm actually really liking it. The one drawback is that there is not a Windows version of OmniFocus, so I need to get on my desktop and find a comparable version for Windows and then record a separate video for that. But the nice thing about the system, I'm not really using True getting things done yet. Uh, GTD is you know, a very popular productivity system. It's based on a book by the same name by David Allen from like 20 years ago, I think. But I'm not really using that system quite yet. But what's nice about OmniFocus is you can do a brain dump and like put in all of your to-dos and then you can categorize them into different projects. And then you can also set due dates on them. So then when you look at your, and OmniFocus is called your forecast, you can look at stuff for today and it's like, oh, I got three things to do today. And it only shows you those. So you don't see this massive list of all the different things that you have to do. Really? You just only see the things that you set to be due today. So it does take some intentionality about, you know, putting due dates on stuff when you can, but Mm -hmm. you could also just not put a due date on something and leave it there in your backlog. So that's been pretty useful. Yeah. I need that immediately. Let's set that up after this call. I want to see exactly what it's about because that's, we'll get into what, I've been like what we've been struggling with, but that's one of it. So maybe you can help me with that when we bring it up in a bit. But is that the main thing? Anything? Yeah, that's the main thing I've been working on learning. I've been spending uh, Mondays and Tuesdays are my busiest client call days. So that was most of the past two days for me. Okay. So lesson for those listening, download OmniFocus and join uh, Modern Master HQ so you can get a complete training on how Joey's system intertwines with that app. But yeah. So in terms of what I learned this week, I'm, I'm consistently learning the value of a personal brand as opposed to just a brand or something else. Because the way that I like to think of it is that I've said this a few times, you are the most profitable niche. 
if you can be you. And that has a lot to unpack. But it, it really, in, in order for you to understand this, you really just have to consistently create content and build a personal brand. Um, but the, to answer the first question that probably comes to your mind is like, oh, why would I, of all people, build a personal brand? You may be a freelancer, you may be a coach, you may be a consultant, um, or just some person that wants to start an online business. And you're wondering, okay, how, do, how does all of this stuff work? So when you're a freelancer or coach or consultant, you're, the common advice is you either join Facebook groups and you DM people through there and you post valuable content in someone else's group, in someone else's digital real estate. Or you send cold emails, which you can scale and you can do cool things with that and it works for landing clients. It's great all around. Or you can run paid ads. Um, and then there's other methods, methods of doing it, which is just like cold DMs um, from your account. But building a personal brand, you are like desaturating the market because people start to trust you. The more content of yours they see and the more relatable you are to them, they're going to choose you over the next guy at any given time, right? And then when you hop in their DMs and you have a high follower count, like we can go back and forth on whether a high follower count is good or bad, but it does give you perceived authority. It, it just automatically puts you higher on someone else's radar. And so when you hop into their DMs, it you're, you're already have some social proof there. And you just have an audience and a traffic source that you can sell to. And the when I mentioned desaturating uh, the market through your personal brand, what I mean is nobody like you, it's a brand. You're, it, it can be very broad because you're talking about nearly everything that interests you in at any given time. Like you, you need to talk about what you're interested in as well as providing value. It's the whole inspire, entertain and educate, uh, pillars. You educate them with value. You, inspire them by showing your progress and you entertain them by talking about your interests, possibly like being authentic and either vulnerable with what you're working on or just documenting what you do on a daily basis. And this has been a common theme. Like we recorded the personal brand mastery training with Eddie for modern mastery HQ. Uh, I just had Danny Miranda on the podcast, which will go up in two weeks and this theme keeps coming up of how we are shifting like the creator economy and Bitcoin and crypto as a whole, DeFi, all of the new things that are like just starting right now, they're starting to get on everyone's radar are in the very beginning stages. Personal brands as a whole, even though like influencer marketing and influencers have been around for a long time, it's going to continue to grow and blow the fuck up because Amazon and other, you're either a large corporate generic brand or you're a very hyper-focused brand that, that caters to a specific individual. And in a personal brand's case, people love connecting with humans. So no matter how specific a big brand is, um, let's say like a, a brand with good marketing, let's say Mudwater, right? They got me because they resonate with me. But if an individual 
like Lawrence King and Raging Bull Coffee was selling that and they got in front of my face first, I would buy from them every time because I relate with that dude. And he created a product that fits me. So that's the power of all of this. And I really think that just not starting a personal brand is a limiting belief. You think there's saturation when there's not. Um, I could go on and on about this, but this is what I'm learning. And it's funny that I'm learning it now because I'm two, three years into building my personal brand. And now it's just all starting to make sense. Like everything that has led up to this point, it's like, oh, that's why that happened. Like that's why I'm able to sell something in such a quote unquote saturated market. And of course I have a marketing background, so it helps with that. But there is massive potential in building a personal brand. So I would encourage the people listening to this to at least consider starting one and treating it as a traffic source, right? So you don't have to spend all day in Facebook groups or spend all day, um, cold emailing people or even waste, not wasting money, but spending money on cold ads, just spend money on social media growth. Instead, pay money for retweets or Instagram, uh, shout outs instead of paid ads, because you're building an audience at the same time that you can sell anything to in the future. You can just create a micro product every single month if you wanted to and make 10 K per launch and then just repurpose the products. Like, as I said, I could go on and on about this all day, but if you want to learn about that, Stay, listen to the next episode with Danny Miranda or uh, just join Modern Master HQ because literally everything is about like building you as a business, right? That's what Modern Master is about. Build yourself, build your business, join the new 1%. That's another thing that I want to mention. That That's the that's a new part of Modern Mastery, the, the new 1%. And what I mean by the new 1%, when you think of the old 1%, the old 1% is just like rich, rich motherfuckers that have a lot of money. And I don't know, you whatever you think of when you think of the 1%, like the elites. And now the new 1%, in my mind, are sovereign individuals. This is just another way of saying sovereign individuals. It's those who have an independent or multiple independent income sources. Uh, they don't rely on anyone. Now there's caveats to that. Like you can have employees and other stuff, but you're in charge of your day. You're in charge of your day, where you go, what you do. That's the new 1%. And that can only be accomplished through entrepreneurship and self-development. Mastering your mind, body, spirit, and business is what we're all about. Improving at those things 1% every day. So if you ever see the new 1% being said, it's modern mastery, baby. What do you think of that, Joey? I, I don't think I've ever asked your, this only happened like a day ago, <laughs> but what's your opinion on that? Do you, do you like that? This is kind of a marketing lesson in its own. This is just something I'm testing out. Yeah, definitely. So I've seen it happen in the discord over the past day or two. So yeah, I definitely like that direction. It feels very pointed. It feels like it's intentional. So yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Like, we're here to really be, like, better ourselves and be the best that we can be, you know, achieve not only self-actualization, but hopefully self-transcendence as well. Yeah, that's exactly it. See, it's hard to put, I like 
I like this new concept because now I'm, I'm going to write a book about it. Like if this stays solidified in my head, I really like the idea of the whole 1%. I'm going to finally like solidify my book idea as the one percenter. And it's going to be like a manifest, a manifesto for self-actualization or uh, living the good life in the digital age, you know, some fancy, like, well-written <laughs> subheadline, but that's something I want to do. And honestly, I, I might write it. I might write it in Modern Mastery HQ, just like force myself to write an article length something a week and just like literally write a book in a separate channel and everyone in there can read it as it goes. And then when I'm done, I just copy, I copy paste everything, format it, get it published and put it on Amazon or something. I don't know how I would do it. That's another reason to start a personal brand is you can do fucking anything. Like I have the potential of writing and selling a book and it increasing my authority because of that. I'm just a normal fucking dude. I'm literally a normal fucking dude, like sitting in my room in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Very tall, but that's enough ranting about the personal brand stuff. Joey, is there anything that you're struggling with this week? Oh, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> we all have struggles, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we do. Even the purple ones of us. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the main thing I've been struggling with is... I suppose you could say kind of detaching from my perception of what other people may think about content that I create. You know, Mm. there's been an interesting shift over the past, I'd say, one or two months on Twitter. And I've talked about it before, like on previous Co and Joe episodes. But the community is getting increasingly judgmental, I feel. And it's really Really? a positioning game. Yeah, it's it's really just positioning, like uh, a lot of social commentary, but also a lot of commentary on. It's not usually targeted. Well, it is in group chats, but it's not usually targeted. It's just some (laughs) tweets. Where it's like, you know, people talk about particular people or they talk about particular like styles of tweeting. And I'm a chronic overthinker, to be perfectly honest. And I want to write or create stuff that people like. So I've I think I've let that affect my content creation lately. So I'm overthinking Mm -hmm. it and over worrying about what other people will think of it. And because of that, my content volume has drastically decreased. You know, a couple Mm. weeks ago, I posted like basically one tweet a day. I posted my walk and that was it. The walk's easier for me to do. But every time I go to write something, well, not every time, but many times that I go to write something, I'll kind of second guess myself and overthink it. So that's something that I am working on overcoming. I'm actually going to take some time, probably go to the park or something tomorrow, actually, and maybe go on a hike and leave my phone in the car and just go, mm. you know, think about it. I might take a journal and do a brain dump on it, but definitely I know something I need to solution. get away from. Yeah. So, well, I kind of know it. I kind of know the solution, but it's one of those things where the solution is just like create, it's like say what you want to say. Right. But that, no, that the can solution, be- the solution is, Get off the fucking timeline. Only go on TweetDeck, man. 
Like I'm, yeah. I'm completely off of it. The, it, I know this to be a fact because it was me, but the people saying like subtweeting, it's just insecurity. I mean, we've talked about this before yeah. and how do I know this? Because I've been insecure and I've been posting like I've, I've been backing myself up via subtweets and it's just, they're, they're not going anywhere, man. <laughs> like both yeah. I, I post the content. I listened to, as I said in like a comment on your tweets earlier, that like I listen to a podcast that's just straight platitudes in the morning and I fucking love it. And I would say that I'm further ahead than a lot of people like in a very, in a humble way of saying this, like I'm further ahead than a lot of people. Right. And I still love waking up, listening to a platitude type shit and then um, like going about my day. And so I've been creating content that I would personally want to read and haven't been on the timeline so my mind is slowly reverting back to the whole um like i how do i say this i'm i'm slowly like deconditioning from what twitter has conditioned me to believe because it's just not reality we're in such a small echo chamber that like the the ideas we're we're in like a creator echo chamber as opposed to a consumer echo chamber like we're not paying any attention to the consumer, which is what we need to be paying attention to. We're paying attention to the creator that is just mad because we're writing simple tweets and people like it. Like, oh, you know, it's the whole like the meme face that's crying with a mask on. It's like, oh, you're writing. You people like this. You like something yeah. so simple. Oh, you. Why aren't you more of an intellectual, bro? Like my, the content that I read is way better than the content that you read. And that's that right there is just a straight ego problem. Yeah. Oh, I'm just on a higher level now. Yeah, I'm on a higher I mean, level. It's, 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 it's time to go fucking meditate, bro. Go meditate for 40 minutes and listen to the Danny Miranda podcast that I did. Go disappear for six months and meditate. It's actually helpful. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> so two two interesting things happened to me last night. One, so both were on a Twitter space that I was on. And I won't say who because I'm trying not to be that guy. But the person's a writer and they're a prolific content consumer and content creator. Okay. And person has almost 100,000 followers on Twitter. So I was on a panel of interviewers that was asking them questions. So one question that I had for them. So here are the two. There's like a dichotomy here. I'll go with the, the more positive one first because it's the most relevant. So I asked the person, what, what was the biggest lesson that you've learned from content curation? And the response was that they were studying this one cook who basically questioned, you know, why are there rules about that a dish should be a certain way? Right. So like, why are they, why are there these moles? Why are there these rules? And so what this person was able to do from that, like studying this profile was it let them basically break out of that mold and just start creating content that they felt was best. Right. Like felt, they felt like it was the best way to educate their audience. And that made it kind of click for me because I like metaphors. I guess everybody does. But 
it kind of made it click for me. And I was like, oh, okay, like that really helps me with the problem that I'm struggling with right now. Mm-hmm. The other thing that was interesting was I led off with asking a question about attention spans. Well, it was not about attention spans, but basically I said, you know, because it's partially due to social media, you know, human attention spans are constantly plummeting. Um, they're probably lower than they've ever been. You know, how do you write your content to not only hook people, but keep them interested? And their mm-hmm. first, this person's first response was to go on like it's 30 to 60 minute or not minute. That'd be interesting. 30 to 60 minute uh, rebuttal about how human attention spans actually aren't shrinking and the data doesn't support it this and that and i don't think that's actually a real thing (laughs) while this person was talking i literally googled human attention spans are dropping and there's actual (laughs) studies about it so i got (laughs) actually by a hundred thousand follower account on a twitter space it wasn't even Mm. a tweet thing where it's like impersonal it was during a verbal conversation and i don't really care too much but my point, the reason why I bring it up, how it's relevant to the conversation and to the listener is that's going to happen. You know, you're going to have times I have all the time where I post a tweet or something and like a psychology fact of the day and somebody's like, that's not true. That's not right. That doesn't <laughs> apply to everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I and, ignore those ones. I've had that way too many times where it's just like you're a fucking idiot, like blocked. I posted in a, in a, tweet, a nice way. It's like I posted a tweet earlier that was like five introductory psychology books and went through five books. I know you saw that tweet. I, I was like, read one. all of them because they're good intros. Then I have people telling me like, oh, grit's a bad book and it's been disproven. And this one should be in here. And um, Malcolm Gladwell isn't good. And Kahneman's not good and all this stuff. And it's like it's I like care, I don't care at this point. Like get your own fucking audience bro grow one yourself so the point the point (laughs) isn't definitely going to want to lower the audio on that one uh that the point isn't boohoo people are disagreeing with me the point is disagreements are going to happen as you get to a higher level in doing really anything especially when you get more visible and you have a bigger audience or bigger following, you're going to have more people who disagree with you. And you're going to have more people who don't like you for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. It may not be that they actually think that you're wrong. They may just simply not like you. But that's not a reason to not show up and tweet or to write articles or to get on Twitter spaces. Just accept that it's going to happen. It's the same. I mean, analog to that is when you're trying to do anything, failures are going to happen. Like I'm getting back into learning how to play tennis and I'm terrible at it right now. Like I fail basic shots all the time, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to sit home and not go practice. Like that's just part of the game. You got to keep doing it anyway. So that's the reason why I brought that part up. Yeah, no, I, I think it's very, it's very important to protect your mental peace. Like you can even, when you're not a creator, like you can go into the comments as a consumer and chances are you probably have the same thought process as the creator that you follow or else you wouldn't follow them. You agree with most of their takes. And when you go into the comment section and you see these disagreements, you may start arguing with them. So you're still 
under attack as a consumer with your mental peace and your mental energy. And you need to protect that at all costs. Don't go in the comment sections. I'm actually going to start not doing that. Just go through and like, but don't go in the comment sections, consume what you have to, and just limit your time as much as possible on social media and preferably switch to a a producer, become a producer so you can actually make money doing this and create content and reap the benefits that comes with that. We make it sound like it's all negative when it's really not. Uh, Most of it's positive. Clearly, like we get paid doing this because we have our own products. Um, It's it's just rewarding to be able to think in terms of like creating, like creating content, learning the entire creator life cycle of consuming good content from people that you aspire to be like living a life that's worth living and improving yourself and turning the concepts that you've learned and experiences you've had into your own fresh and remixed content from your point of view. And again, that's another argument for the, uh, like becoming a personal brand is that that's really all it is. That's also the message behind modern mastery is live, live a good life so that you can help others live a good life and receive mental, physical, and monetary blessings because of that. I like that. (laughs) I'm going to clip that. That was damn Daniel. That was good. So you, you, what, what was it again? I need to remember it now. You live a good life so you can help others live a good life and you reap the benefits via mental, physical, spiritual, and financial returns. That's a better way of putting it. Would you agree? I like it. Is that the purpose of life? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we can go into what I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with fucking productivity, man. And it's... <laughs> Don't give me that fucking look. <laughs> I know I can come to you. Well, here's the thing. Like it's, it's not like a productivity issue. I'm getting shit done. It's a, like being, it's dealing with that productivity, like mentally, like I feel so rushed all the time. I feel so rushed and my focus is definitely split, which I'm working on. Like I've realized that Twitter is the problem. I check Twitter way too much. And today I've probably checked it 20 minutes. I feel fucking great. And I don't see any reason to go on there more than I have to and to not use TweetDeck. Like, I, I'm really only going to use TweetDeck. That's all I have to do. But I deleted it off of my phone for a bit. But I have to, there's some things where I just have to check it. Uh, so I have it on there. But what I need. Yeah. I need you to help me set up the Omni focus thing because the priorities are good too. So this will, this will actually, we can talk about this later, but here I've already somewhat found the solution because this is, that's been my struggle this week today. I feel fucking great. And you know why I feel fucking great? Because I did a very simple brain dump last night. And Joey, do you want to explain the concept just of a brain dump as a whole? Because you're the one that's coined this this is your one of your X factors, like from a marketing perspective that I feel like you need to lean more into and just get people fucking brain dumping all over the place, shitting their brains out and just 
the the benefits of it like you notice very quickly and so people would in turn like give you that social proof for it like if you guys do a brain dump after this tweet at joey and start like hammering in that the brain dump is his concept because it really helps our brands so yeah explain it so brain dumping is a concept that had been talked about some before i came along but i don't really see anybody else talk about it so a brain dump is extremely simple deceptively simple basically all you do is you grab a notebook and a pen sit down and write down everything on your mind mm -hmm. and it's so incredibly powerful so honestly the brain dumping habit is one of the concepts that i get the most feedback from or about from my clients like it is literally life-changing for a lot of them and it has been for me as well so yeah you know if you're like stuck on something, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're stressed out, you're unhappy, you're anxious, or you have a big project to work on, you have a lot of to-dos, like whatever situation, brain dumping is extremely helpful. So one, it lets you clear your mind. So if you're going through your day and you can't focus on anything and you also can't relax because you have so much on your mind, that's because your brain's trying to keep track of these things. And so it keeps looping over and over. Whereas if you just write it down, then your brain's smart enough to realize, okay, it's stored somewhere. So I don't have to keep track of it all right now. So it empties mm -hmm. out your brain a little bit or clears it out. That's a better way to say it. Two, it then lets you have a new perspective on all of these things. It starts letting you see what's connected to each other, which things really matter, which things don't really matter. What's a priority? What's not a priority right now? What you have control over, what you don't have any control over. Basically, unless you start seeing what's actually worth worrying about right now and what you can start doing right now and what mm -hmm. things aren't so actionable. And then the third thing is, is it really helps you work through the stuff that's on your mind. So we've all had that moment where We've been talking to someone about a problem that we have and without e without them even saying anything useful, it suddenly clicks and we get a new idea and we're like, oh, I got it. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And the other person's like, I didn't do anything, <laughs> but you're welcome. Right. Well, that's because communicating something forces our brain to really process this information in a different way. Maybe process is the wrong word, but it we think about it in a different way. And so that just so happens that that might cause something to click. And then we get this insight or this new idea or this solution. Our brain is a problem solving machine. It's, it's constantly trying to work on problems. So when we talk through something without even getting any useful input from the other person, we may get a sudden uh, insight. Well, same thing applies for a brain dump. So you're sitting there writing. You know, I, I did this last week. I was pretty stressed out about something last week. And I was sitting there writing, and then all of a sudden, it clicked. Part of it was I saw that like when I put what I was stressing about in writing, it made me realize that it wasn't really all that important. Like It was kind of silly to read the thing that I wrote. But also writing it down allowed me to work through it, because it's really hard to work, work through something in your head for the vast majority of people, right? 
because you can only mm-hmm. really focus on kind of one thought at a time. So having this stuff written down lets you start, like I said earlier, you know, find the connections and start working through things and then solutioning and lets you solution the problems. So that like saved me so much mental stress and time. And I was able to come up with a solution to the problem I was having at the time. Brain dumping is legit. One of the most powerful things you can possibly do. The first one that you do will probably be your longest unless you, you know, encounter something that's really causes you a lot of stress or a complicated project or something. But I recommend doing it every day at the start of your nightly routine, which is something that we'll get into in a future episode. But basically, the first thing you want to do after you turn your screens off for the night is to do a brain dump because that will kind of clear your mind, like I said, and it'll make it much easier for you to relax and then actually go to sleep. Mm. That's what I noticed, dude, because I did this last night. All like I, I was yesterday was fine, too. Like I was good, but I don't know why this just popped into my head. But I'm like, yeah, I need to write down my MITs, my most important tasks for tomorrow or even my priority tasks, whatever it is, because I've, I've noticed that since we did the calendar thing, I like Joey helped me set up my calendar because I never really use my calendar aside from like calls and stuff. And so I put everything in there and I realized very quickly that I was wrong about what I had previously thought in that a lot. I thought a lot of my tasks were recurring tasks. And even if they weren't like I had them split apart by days, but sometimes it would just come up and it's like, oh, I don't even need to do this. And then I sit around scrolling Twitter for 30 minutes until the next time block comes up. And so today or yesterday night, I have my little journal right here, like a very tiny one. And I wrote down the three things that I had to do, like the most important things that I had to accomplish today. I still have one thing left that I'm going to do later today but then i wrote down like four other things that would be helpful to have done um and i actually got all of those done as well so i only have one more important task left and then i'm good to go and i can relax the rest of the day and the way that i set it up here and i might do this in my power planner as well is that like i split the page in half and so on the bottom half I have a place where I can brain dump anything that comes to my mind today. So like things that I have to do, things I need to put on the shopping list, things that I just don't really care about remembering. And it's, it's not much. I haven't filled much of it up yet. And it's a good thing because all you need is like a little tiny journal for this. And you write down the three things you need to do that day, possibly some more stuff that just came to your mind. You, write down other things like shopping list, other to do's, other ideas that you want to come back to later and you're good to go. And it's really fucking helpful. Like even last night, I'm pretty sure I slept like a rock this morning. I woke up. It's like, okay, I am going to do my morning routine. I'm going to come, I'm going to look at my journal and I'm going to get started right away and not log on Twitter until I'm done with these things. And what do you fucking know? That's what happened. And yep. it was a very productive day. So I've somewhat cracked the code here, but I, after this call, um, and for those that join Modern Mastery HQ, Joey and I will have a training up on, or maybe just Joey, we haven't hashed the details. I'd like to be on there. Maybe you can help me through it 
one-on-one. But we'll have a training up in Modern Mastery HQ uh, for the new productivity system. And I'll be able to attest to it because Joey's going to give me all the juicy details after this. Yep, indeed. But yeah, so what? when do you brain dump? Just I brain time? dump once a day at the start of my nightly routine. And then I also do another one anytime that I'm feeling stressed out, overwhelmed, confused, concerned, whatever. Anytime that I can't focus on a task because of stuff on my mind, that means it's time to do a brain dump. Yeah. That's why it's important to have a dedicated notebook for it. Right. That's what I had wrong. Um, so this notebook is now for brain dumps, just like one page a day is good because it's a small one, but I've really been enjoying that. That's, that's another thing. So people that understand the importance of journaling, but don't want to go through the process of like having a prompt and just writing a bunch of stuff out and like writing how you, your day went, that it's good to have that. Like that's good. But for myself personally, like that was just an excuse for me to skip it. And that's just what it was an excuse. I could overcome that, but this it's, it's easy and you know the benefits of it. And it's like, I want to do this because one, it'll help me sleep better. It'll get all this shit out of my head. It'll de-stress me. Uh, tomorrow I'll know exactly what I need to be doing. So I don't have that, um, like focus split in the morning where like you wake up and you're like, okay, what do I do? And you end up not doing anything for an hour just to complain like me about not being productive when you could have just taken five minutes to think about what you actually have to do tomorrow, get things out of your head, just rapid fire, like let the thoughts trigger thoughts and get it all out on paper. And then you're good to go. And that would be a nightly thing. And then you could do it in the morning, but all I really did this morning was just go back and review it. Yeah, it's definitely good to review it because one thing that's kind of useful to notice is have I been writing about the same thing like seven straight days? Right? Because if you, if the same oh, yeah. thing keeps popping up in your brain dump every single day, like the, the night one that you do at night, maybe you need to do something about that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's the other thing. I guess that's a lesson in all of this too, is the things that we've been struggling with. One, we're talking it out here. Two, we're actually trying to fix the problem. Three, we're developing techniques and systems to not allow this to happen again. So the next time it does happen, it's either for much lower, lesser period of time, or it just doesn't happen. Right. So in this case, it's like we have the brain dump journal that has helped with my productivity a lot. Joey's creating a new productivity system that will definitely help me a lot in that regard and a lot of other people. And he already has the productivity systems like we're just iterating on what we've previously found to work and how that falls off track a bit and then just getting back on track in a better way. Yep. That is the main thing. So, Joey, do you have anything else to say about brain dumps before we wrap this up i would just say again you know it's it's something that seems 
simple and not really worth doing but if you try it just once you'll see like how powerful it really is it's just it's life changing. Yeah. it really is it's like a tiny instance of therapy almost <laughs> because you're you're really working through something it's just unbelievably powerful yeah it is really fucking powerful and i'm going to report back on it and probably promote it and give you homage 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 multiple times on the timeline but uh closing words shameless plugs after you joey so for those who don't know me i am a performance coach for business owners and entrepreneurs so i have a one-on-one coaching program i have a couple spots open for that at the moment so if you're interested in learning more about that you can contact me on twitter twitter.com slash cypreneur or you can email me, joey at cypreneur.com. And I also have the next cohort of my group coaching program starting in a few weeks. Nice. Nice, nice. So in my case, I have the social sales mastery program, or I'm considering changing it to just like business mastery or personal brand mastery, but social sales mastery pretty much explains it. It's just, um, I take you through step by step like foolproof way of building your online business with a traffic source being your personal brand. So whatever skills, interests you have, I help you turn that into an irresistible offer stack. So your products and services that sell and then fuel that with your personal brand. And I guarantee results. I guarantee growth. Um, I work with you until you recoup your investment and it's really as affordable or as expensive as you want it to be. So If that's the case, I'm thinking about turning off DMs, so don't DM me. So either join Modern Mastery HQ so you can DM me there or send me an email at dan at thedanco.com and we can get in touch with that. Or it's just just join.modernmastery.co slash SSM is the application link. So you can apply there. But yeah, that's it from me, Brother Joey. Thanks for coming on again. And to all the listeners, thank you. Uh, If you tag us, tag Joey and I, or at Modern Mastery on Twitter, let us know what you got out of this episode. It really helps. Even just like word of mouth marketing. Let us know what you liked, what you're going to implement, what you thought was interesting. It's super helpful. And it just gets more people to listen to this. And it's it's, (laughs) if you listen to the podcast with Eric Edge, it's sending the elevator back down, right? It's it's. What we talked about in this episode, it's helping other people live a good life. That's one big part of the good life as a whole is helping others with what you've learned. So with that, we'll see you in the next one. My friends, thank you so much for listening to that episode of the Modern Mastery Podcast. I have a few favors to ask you. For a whopping $0, you can support this podcast by following, rating, and subscribing on whatever platform you are listening on. And for an additional $0, (laughs) you can share this podcast on your social media accounts, tag me in it, at TheDanCo, and I will share you on the community page. This truly helps the Modern Mastery community and podcast grow and allows me to bring you top-tier guests to fuel your hunger for wisdom. It costs $0, but it does cost you your time. 
and we understand how valuable that can be. But considering you spent an hour or so listening to this podcast, a one minute subscribe or follow button click and social media share isn't too much to ask. And if you truly enjoyed it, um, we would hope that you do this out of the kindness of your heart. And we truly, we truly, truly, truly appreciate it. And the second favor, which costs money, is joining Modern Mastery HQ, the only platform you need to master your mind, body, and spirit while building a 5 to 10K a month online business as a creator, coach, freelancer, or entrepreneur. You can go to join.modernmastery.co to join 350 plus members and gain instant access to information that has the potential of making you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime as a business owner. With that, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Modern Mastery Podcast, and I hope to see you in the next one. Peace.